the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Or is it just Democrat failure? I pick all of the above. That's what you have here. That's what you will have. After all, you put in a 50-year whore. Never worked a day in his life. You think this moron has the answer for anything? You think these children he surrounds himself have the answer for anything? I believe it was yesterday. Am I correct, Squirrel Hands, when I predicted by Friday they would talk about printing more money? Did I not? Oh, I think I did. And I tell you, I think we should just, somehow we have to fit in Karnak. Because it's obvious what they're going to do. They're going to spend more money. As recently as last week, the Build Back Better bill was still on the table. Uh, Is now the time for the administration to be pushing spending billions more or focusing on inflation? So the president is focused on inflation. And in fact, Build Back Better is a long, is, is a... Uh, a long-run investment. So to in- oh, of course it is. And what about the thirty trillion you morons have invested already? You know the one that bankrupted our country. What about the countless ridiculous money? And who makes the interest on it? I'd love to know that. I know you're supposed to be bonds and whatnot, but those aren't real people. See, it's the future. They've monetized debt. That's obviously in Econ 102. But to give you the kind of idea of what kind of intellect we're speaking about. Let's play the dummy before he made a complete moron out of himself by trying to ride a bicycle. Let's go all the way back in the time machine to one year ago. And by the way, talk of inflation, the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great, you know, everybody. No, we don't know. First first of all. This is clearly dementia. He cannot finish the word. He loses train of thought. I'm only kidding. You know. Come on, man. ...is paying more for key issues. This is the largest increase year-to-year in inflation, 5% since back in 2008. That's the big number. You know this if you go. If you're buying milk at the grocery store, it's... Oh, yeah, that was 5%. It's now 8%. So for those of you that still might not have changed the channel, because I don't want you Chicago Democrat mafia bastards listening, 8% bigger than 5%. So it's even worse than when it was bad. That's what Bidenomics is, worse rather than bad. What could the answer be? Let's borrow more from the future, and we'll hope that the idiots that are on our side do not realize that's future taxation. That's future shrinking of businesses, of opportunities. That's actually taking the trajectory of your nation and putting it in the dirt like one of Joe Biden's bike rides. 
increase the economic capacity so that we're better able to address inflation. Parts of Build Back Better include addressing costs, such as prescription drugs. It it includes... Here we go. Price controls, fixing. There's a new bill they're all excited about. The shipping, the Ocean Ship Reform Act. What's that? It's more control, more... Yeah, yeah, I'll update you on that. But everyone uh, in there, Squirrel says, wait, wait a minute. The Dow Jones is up 600 points. How could that be? Well, the argument really is, is it a dead cat bounce, meaning... Are people so taking profit off the table because they played the short side accurately? Or are funds coming in and buying it because they think there's value? Do you really think there's anybody out there that looks at this and says, I think there's a bright future in America? Or is it a weak short squeeze? Could be a combination of all three. But one thing's for sure. It's not because the company's futures are bright when you have a a politician, the highest politician in the land, Deciding who makes money and who doesn't. What industries get to keep their money? Which industries don't? Which industries will get investment? I love when they use the word investment. They're very big on investing and spending other people's money. When it comes to their own, they really don't take a chance unless they have fixes in. Right, Nancy Pelosi? You drunk. Get off the table, dummy. Who's making investments to make the transition to clean energy, which we know we need to be making as well. So that's not the kind of dollars that is stimulus. It's investment, and it's the kinds of investments that we Do know. Do you know why they have to invest in that? See, the, the, what they're not telling you is that Exxon, numerous other oil companies, have already invested in green energy technology. It doesn't work. So they're done throwing what's called good money after bad. That's how private people think. Government never things like that. They can't waste enough money. Just take a look at one of their real good investments. They're called ghettos. Take a look around the country. Start in the uh, Democrat utopias and work your way out. Jennifer Granholm, another dimwit, got the job because she has the correct genitalia. You filled up your EV by charging and you filled up your gas tank with gasoline and you have the same size tank, you would save $60 per fill up by going electric rather than using gasoline. Now, where where is the energy come out of the holes in the wall, the magic ones? How much does that go up under the Democrat plans? charging the, the batteries right now what where, where's what's the source of a well here it's, it's coming from the building i mean are, is it um what's our mix of power oh actually lansing feeds the building it would be charging off uh our grid which is nine about 95 percent coal yeah that's a inconvenient truth right there isn't it and the reality is joe biden should have been yanked out of office because of what he said a year ago The idea that we just have to hang on till November, that's not good enough for me. I don't want to hang on until November. I understand what they're doing to my country today. The lies, the absolute and total bald face lies. What's it called now? Misinformation. It's just called Tuesday when a a Democrat talks. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden shut down feels wrong. 9,000 of them, okay? On your first day, you were so proud of yourself, you piece of garbage, as you shut down and broke what was going to deliver over 600,000 barrels a day. You were so proud of yourself. You shut it all down. You put all those 14,000 guys out of work. See, that has what's called a ramification. You know, how could I explain it to a crook like Joe Biden? It's like when you pretend that your son is not in a whorehouse smoking crack, but smart enough to sit at an oil company 
board, a natural gas company, in a country of corruption called Ukraine. And that oligarch is bribing your son, really bribing you through your son. Ultimately, that has the ramification of when you successfully steal the office of the presidency, you give them $54 billion worth of money and weapons, and you pretend that this is a war about countries versus a payoff on your corruption. See, that's what happens long-term effects of your decisions you make. But ultimately, you do have an ace in the hole, don't you, Joe? Oh, I know you do. You and the rest of the Democrats are going to go to the card that won the race for you. You're going to go to the greatest atrocity in American history, the year that politicians usurped the ideology of Americanism, and you did it under a virus that I think you made. I think Fauci knew about it, and I think it benefited the Democrat mafia tremendously. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need to... This is what it looks like when Democrats think ahead. See, because they are thinking ahead. They're thinking about how to retain power. So how are you going to retain power? You're going to shut the country down again. And you're going to do the same exact thing that put you in power. You're going to steal the elections through your ballot harvesting, through your open and notorious and obvious fraud. The one that you don't want anybody to look under the table with. You don't want anybody to do any kind of thinking. In fact, you're going to tell everybody how to think about everything. How to think about even... The kind of freaks we see in your administration. We're supposed to be intimidated and not say, boy, that looks like a fat man in a skirt. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental and behavioral health. Mental and behavioral health? You're a 65-year-old man in a pin skirt. You're not, that's not mental health. That's mental irregularities, silly. And then when all else fails and we go to war we got big problems on that front, too. Not only have we wasted a tremendous amount of money and weapons in Ukraine for the oligarch war, but we've got our own problems right here. Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronoun... Boy, I hope the Taliban gets this. This is the Navy. This is a video from the Navy. Are you nuts? You think you're going to reason with those savages that have been mutilating their daughters and wives? They're going to care if a trans testicle is the one that fires the rocket? I don't think so. Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and boy, I... oh boy, oh boy. The only thing worse to losing to these 7th century savages is going to be when we lose to them by a bunch of guys dressed in the wrong clothes. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. (laughs) Oh boy, oh boy. Times, they are indifferent. See, but it's really brilliant when you think about it. You're allowing these failures who have destroyed the quality of your life to tell you what to think. It's unbelievable. And it's more evidence this isn't a country of representatives. This is clearly a country of rulers. And what keeps them in power, I think, is stupidity. And right now, we don't see a recession right now. That is not, we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we, will, we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth, and that's going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be our focus. Well, you said it, right? 
Honey, you must, you clearly have worked your tail off in the private sector, haven't you? You've achieved God knows what. I mean, after all, you're very privileged. So you must know something. And you have the big expense account and the big check. And you're the one making all the rules and paying no repercussions from uh, failure that is so unbelievable, so inconceivable, that as we sit here right now, your only solutions are not just more spending, but absolute more control and dictatorship and all kinds of rules that you have no business, no business being involved in. It's hoped this could help reduce the cost of shipping goods, including ag, across the oceans. The House easily clearing a bill to overhaul ocean shipping laws. The legislation could outlaw ocean carriers from leaving U.S. ports with empty containers, something... So then why be in the shipping business? If the United States Congress can tell shipping companies how they have to move about their own ships, tens of millions of dollars, their own captains, their own employees, but you can't leave with empty containers. Well, who the hell are you? And I sincerely mean that. When you take a look at these spoiled trust fund half-assed lawyers who pretend to be congressmen, who pretend to be representatives, who are these idiots, 535 idiots, to tell shipping companies, to tell oil companies, to tell anybody what you're going to do? How about you sit there and shut up and get my money back, rat? And I don't mean get it by limiting Americans. I mean by stop wasting it, you scoundrels, you scumbags. Stop front-running. Stop enriching your campaign contributors. Why don't you do your own job before you have the audacity to pretend to know how to do somebody else's? You don't know how to do jack except lie. Paul, Northwest Indiana. Hi, good afternoon, Sean. Hi. Um, number one, I want it on T-shirts and billboards and a cap. Trans testicle. I want that out there. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You two. know, when I, when I had the 1984 Buick Riviera before I settled down when I was a real wild man, if I reached under the seat and I found a pair of panties, I never thought about putting them on. I thought about waving them out of the sunroof and showing off. I don't know there what the hell's go. going on there with these go. guys today. Go ahead. No, no I was saying, so what Jennifer Granholm, you can't compare liquid <laughs> to a battery. The same size tank? Are you kidding me? What? Well, and not only that. Crap. What if we talk efficiency? You know these electric cars. I'm I'm not they suck. They they operate on the same system, bigger batteries, as a cell phone, as everything that's battery. What do batteries do? They go out. And the more you use them, the faster yeah. they go out. The idea that these cars, right. these cars are it's twenty two thousand to change the batteries out. So now you're going to pay 40000 for a car. You're going to drive it for three years. You've got to pay 22000 I mean, it's the same thing with their solar. Ooh, solar is an alternative. It's $50,000 to save you $200 a month. Do the math. Well, it, it's ridiculous. With solar, with solar, the problem with that is the, there's a box there that converts the sunlight to electrical yeah. uh, alternating current. That conversion box is a failure point in all solar systems. Uh, mechanisms. It's so real. You have it doesn't box, work. Right. So, and I've seen it in education. I, I work in that industry with electrical stuff. That that's what they tell you. That little conversion box is a failure, and they're going to put that. And that's 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 the next problem. They're going to find that's the problem. So, hey, Sean, thanks a lot. You Thank make me laugh every day. 
Um, hope to meet you one day and have a cigar. Oh, absolutely, brother. Anytime. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And we have to laugh. You have to realize these aren't people of expertise on any level. On any level. The only way they have money is trust funds or inside deals. They're not experts in any field. And the audacity in this country, a country that is in the position it's in, not because of politicians. We are not the richest and the strongest because of them. It's in spite of them. It's because of us. And the idea these elected roaches, who literally their job is to lie to people. Lie. Do you know how many people were elected as Tea Party? Tea Party people were elected. Adam Kinzinger, the scumbag Irish gypsy that used to have this show, who was on CNN today. Talking about how bad he was doing his Adam Kinzinger impersonation. They have no character. Everyone says, oh, you should run for office. Why don't you ever think about running for office? Because I like being clean. I'm a clean freak. Just ask anybody. I shower. I brush my teeth constantly. I don't like traveling around scum people. I don't like people. I don't like scum Democrats. I don't want to be in the same room with them. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to hear their bull dung. Because everything that comes out of their mouth is a stone lie. And everything they touch is failure. And the idea that in this country we're allowing Republicans and Democrats to tell shipping people how you're going to ship, it's how you destroy the industry. So what will happen from this new law that is signed will go into effect? What will happen is your costs will skyrocket. And then their solution will be what it always is. Capitalize on their failure by limiting the, the, the cost of shipping. So now companies will just drop out. And they won't go because what they don't understand, what they never seem to understand, ultimately, it is somebody that wants to do it that does it. And if not, then they're a slave to you. It's why all of their schemes are riddled in massive cost increases and failure, just like Obamacare. Failure. And all you have left are children. Children who will recite the government line rather than think. There was a study that broke in Israel. Israel is the was the most is the most vaccinated country on the planet. They didn't ask any questions. Give it to me, I'll take it, yada yada. They understood very early on that among men it dropped the I, I don't know how to talk about this, just let's say it's Kamala Harris's expertise. She's like a sommelier. It's it dropped the sperm count of men. Forty five to sixty percent. This is a side effect that nobody wants to talk about it. And yes, I call it a side effect, not a side whatever they want to call it. It's a side effect, along with the Bell's palsy and the rest of it. But this one goes to, to men. So they had some child here in, in Chicagoland. A chi- and I mean a child. He goes on television. He's a 30-something-year-old moron who doesn't want to pay his, his tuition back. He's one of these scum doctors. He's looking for a bailout on his tuition. But he's an expert. And he's going to tell you what the government thinks while wearing his lab coat. And all I keep hoping is, boy, I hope his wife is entertaining the landscapers. Also new at 6, a local medical expert clears up myths about fertility issues in men after getting a COVID vaccine. Dr. Daniel Sadowski is a Rockford urologist. He says... Now, Dr. Daniel Sadowski, a Rockford urologist, that I wouldn't let him stick his finger in my dog's rear end, and I don't like my dog. He's going to tell us, no, 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 the vaccines work fine. You have an entire country that has done a study for two and a half years, but you don't like this study, propagandist. So you're going to come out with your expertise of what exactly? What exactly? You've been checking prostrates like Pete Silvestri in the Forest Preserve for what, about six years maybe? 
A recent study found the shots do not lower sperm count. But Dr. Sadowski tells us other studies discovered sperm count dropped in men who had COVID, specifically if the virus caused a fever. Is that something that's uh, going to be a long-term effect or a long-term problem? We don't know with certainty. It's more likely... You don't know, Jack. You're better off going to the pharmacist. But not even a pharmacist. You're better off going to a stock boy in a CVS than a Democrat doctor. I wouldn't let him come within a thousand yards of me. Keep your lab coat on and go home and ruin your wife's night. Not mine, dummy. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Good pick. See, I can't wait for the show to get back. Then you pick a good song. You're a real jerk. Peculiar little kid. But you are also the the uh, the record for the Sean Thompson show. Did I not bar Tom from Deer Park? Did I not bar him from listening to the show, from calling the show? Right? Did I? I did that. And I barred him under the the uh, the rule of never Trumpers come. Did I not? He wants to stick up for. Kinzinger and Walsh have voting records as being conservatives. Yes, and they threw it all away because they weren't man enough to understand or be able to separate. They didn't have the intellect, like you, Tom, in Deer Park, to separate the man, the personality, from the principle. Can't do it. So you three are scum. So you're barred from the show. Here, Tom, say hi to everybody, Tom. Are you there? Wait, hold on. Tom, you there? Say hi. Hi, shut right. up. Goodbye, you moron. Take your never-Trumper scum and go sit with the dunce cap on with the Democrats. You're the scum of the earth. You have no credibility. Now, if you want to talk specifically about these two scumbag congressmen, I'd love to talk about them. I really would. What good did they do? And I mean that. Did they do any good at all? They went there under the guise of breaking spending, lowering the debt, and getting rid of Obamacare. What did they do? They raised money. Joe Walsh, particular, bust out. Bust out. Here's why I appreciate him, and I give him a little bit of credit. It's because he was getting swindled by that freak Borat. What's that guy's name? Sasha Baron Cohen? When he put Joe in a room for the Kinder Grenaders. You remember when he made a complete ass out of him? Do you hear about that? So when he did that, he left. And he had the good sense to ask me to fill in. And it was at that moment that everybody here at 560, the listeners included, knew I was better at this than that bust out Joe. And it took me a year. A year of sending invoices to get paid from the bust out because he never made a dollar in his life. He relied on his brother. He was a liar from the word go, and he's a piece of garbage now. He always wanted to be on CNN, and he's there. So good for him. And I'll tell you what, he does it for free because nobody's going to pay for his opinion, his attitude, just like Tom and Deer Park and Adam Kinzinger. So go kiss ass in the forest preserve where you belong, the Never Trumpers. Chris, Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. Love you, brother. How you doing? You too. I'm good. I'm having a great time. Good, good. Hey, want to let you know I uh, post your link on a, a couple of different platforms and spreading the good word about your show. Dude, that um, helps. I'm going to tell you my... something, Chris. I want to say thank you to you and everybody else who does that. That's really helping. We're kicking ass. It's phenomenal. Go ahead. Oh, it's just, your show is phenomenal. It really is. Oh, hey, I, I'm one of those uh, evil people that have... Two part-time jobs. I own my own business. I get paid ten ninety-nine there, and I'm a landlord and do most of the work on the places myself. You rat! So the- you evil capitalist bastard! You've destroyed this country. 
I'm just trying to keep up with my bills today. I'll tell yes. you that. Now, Ben uh, needs some friends? welfare roach who sells crack on the weekend, shoots people on and off days. You, you're, He's better than you. <laughs> I live in the city of Milwaukee. I can find some for you. Um, hey, I one of my part-time jobs is with UPS at the airport. We ship sometimes empty containers back and forth to other locations as part of doing business. So when I got in my car and I heard about the empty containers, yeah, I mean, it's part of doing business. <laughs> It just—it's so common sense, but yet government has to get in the way. And how about this? How about if you don't pay me what I want, I say keep your garbage on the shore. I'm not taking it. You see, that's how business works. You—it's a mutual agreement. If we can't come to an agree- agreement, I'm not forced to do jack for you. See, but the mind of a of a dictator, the mind of a Marxist, the mind of a mafia member—they extort you into performing for them. The, the private exactly. company gets exactly. to decide what, who, and how much. Joe Biden, the whore that he is, the dime whore that he and his crackhead son are, sit in a corner and shut your mouth, you Irish gypsy. You don't tell anybody anything. You're supposed to be representing the rule of law of which you break every time you appear. Tell you what, I don't know. I, what's keeping oil, this scumbag alive? Go ahead. The oil industry should do exactly what you said yesterday, too. Okay, I'm going to go home with my ball. I'm not going to play game, play, 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 with, play your game anymore. I, you know, it's just, I it's would shut it down and open up an, a membership for only capitalists. Let the communists, the Marxists, and the socialists, you walk, dummy. Go on those buses, those utopias you swear about, where you can get sick and stabbed and raped all at the same trip. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. These idiots. I'm so tired of carrying them. There's only about 30% of us that the rest are roaches that are destroying the quality of life. Listen to this. I heard this today. Rental income was part of a Chicago man's retirement plan, but that hit a snag when his renters lost their jobs during the pandemic. The landlord and his tenants turned to a state rental assistance program for help, but they've been waiting on a decision since before Christmas. Morning Insider Lauren Victory works to get some answers. This is a landlord facing part of the site. Every day, retiree Willie Chapman is at his computer checking on rental assistance money from the Illinois Housing Development Authority, or IDA. And I was seriously considering, hey, I might have to start working for another two, three years. Now, Willie Chapman worked his whole life, invested, and had a plan that he wanted to put forward so that he could live like a man who accomplished something. Now, they came in, and when I say they, I mean the government. The government bipartisan and they shut down the economy and then they came up with all of these ticky tack schemes that were going to be great. They were going to imitate the velocity of an economy, which they have never been able to do on any continent since the, the dawn of communism and Marxism doesn't work. But you got Trump to agree with it, which is why I would not support him in the next run because of that. He bought the line and shame on him. And in the meantime, it was implemented around the country. Now, like everywhere else, the states without the Democrat scum in leadership, they performed. They were able to do that. But Illinois, New York, New Jersey, California, Pennsylvania, wherever else these roaches rule, this is what they do. And it doesn't matter what race the landlord is. It doesn't matter. I should dig myself out of this hole. A $16,000 hole from the upstairs tenant, another ten grand unpaid by the woman downstairs. And I still have to pay the mortgage. And the taxes and the water. And all the. Because you're the only one in that story that's a man. You're the only one that's an American in that story. See, because what he's not telling you, but I'll tell you, 
is that social services and various administrations, various bureaucracies in Chicagoland were calling tenants and telling them not to pay their rent. This is government-induced, and that's what they do. They fail, and they're bankrupt. But those people who wanted something for nothing, like the doctors that don't want to pay for their college uh, tuition, like every other Democrat voting scumbag who's in on a scam, they will take down the other 30%, and you can book it. They're already doing it. And they do it with conscience because they view themselves as entitled. Oh, you're entitled to live there for free, right, Roach? You're entitled to not pay for your tuition, right, Dr. Roach? You're entitled, right? That's why Democrats commingle with your own kind. Jeff, Cincinnati. Hey, Sean. Yes, that was What's my up, favorite. Man? WKRP in Cincinnati was one of my favorite shows. I, I love it, too, yeah. Hey, uh, I was wondering if you could get somebody on uh, who could talk about uh, ozone emissions from electric vehicles. We had somebody, uh, Buddy, remember we had the guy from California who I really liked? He was a scientist, and he was talking about how ironic it is that their cure is actually more detrimental on every aspect from when they have to mine for the materials and the lithium, the cobalt, whatever it is, the destruction they do to the earth, all the way to what, uh, what it does, the ramifications of the electric vehicles. And that's when they don't set on fire, which is a huge problem with these electric vehicles that no one wants to talk about. It takes five times the amount of water to put out a battery fire and they don't really know why they happen i think it takes dry concrete too yeah that's good for the ozone though right same got same time like (laughs) joe biden and the democrats tell us that we have to drive electric vehicles you know for the environment and they give the ukrainian oligarchs and the azov battalion the nazis weapons to blow the hell out of chemical plants in russia and gas depots only a democrat could come up with that reasoning and in the meantime who supports them the people that don't want to pay for their own life scumbags thank you jeff we've all solved that problem i'll be back after this to solve the rest of the problems 312-642-5600 if you care to help me call sean now 312-642-5600 am 560 the answer see what we've done is accept fascism this country is based on voluntary participation The reason that it works so well and the youngest became the richest and the strongest is because we were incentivized to achieve. Totalitarian, fascist, corrupt, mafia scum cannot do that. That's why Democrats have one philosophy and it is always force. It is always force versus incentivizing. Here, you want to solve the shipping problems? Let me help you, you stupid bastard. Let me help you. You shipping companies. Number one, we're going to unfetter all competition for shipping. Number two, number two, if you help us in this trying time of backlogs and our stupidity of Buttigieg jamming up the ports and our unionization that refuses to automate and you have to f- be forced with these Guido fat slobs that pretend to be working men, we will give you a tax break on the money you make in the private sector. In fact, you will only pay taxes at 15%. Now go ship, and everybody will ship. Same thing with the healthcare. Same thing with the healthcare. You doctors, not you morons that don't want to pay for your tuition, but the good ones, the good doctors who have been successful, the 50% that quit after Obamacare. For every patient you see and you don't charge, we'll give you a 100% dollar-for-dollar tax deduction. 
This way you let them keep their money. But the Democrats, the Marxists, the Soviets, the Nazis, all fascists throughout time, communists, they don't like that. They like force and intimidation. So they come up with their new rules. And you will not do that. I like it with a German accent. You will not send an empty container back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's my boat. How about I empty all the containers into the ocean, I drive my boat back, and you could stick it right here. What do you say about that, Biden, you wrinkled old man? That's how you handle these idiots. Kara, Elmwood Park. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Um, so, number one, I think we need to get away from calling out the Biden administration. I really think we need to focus on saying the Democrats, because Have I, I really not done know that? that Nancy... I do that. You've done it. I kind of slip up a little bit. I'm just calling you out. I'm from Almond Park. That's all right. I I say Democrats. I say Biden voters keep out. I don't want them within a thousand yards of me. I don't let them in my house. I don't go where they are. Can I be more specific? Okay. Amen to that. And one more thing. I thought this was pretty clever. Can we? I want to normalize something. You know how this new thing, we got to normalize everything. Uh Can we normalize being normal? Yes. You know how you do it? You reject stupidity. You reject it. See, the whole thing about how they're whipping people into this socialist support of the mafia is they're trying to take away your own judgment and they're trying to intimidate your children and they're trying to normalize immorality. When the reality is stick with your gut. Don't be intimidated to ever put your judgment on the side. That's what witch doctors and swindlers have been doing since the dawn of man. Whenever somebody tells you don't judge, that's when you judge real, real hard. What happened to the commodity guy hung up? Dominic Glendale Heights. Yeah. You know, it has to be Trump running because they've thrown everything at this guy and they still can't scare his base. And they're trying to do it again. DeSantis is perfect, but let him Hold down Florida for another. No, I, I listen. I don't ever want to lose him out of Florida. And as far as no. Trump, I'm going to argue against policies I disagree with. I don't give a rip who's selling it. That's okay. And I'm going to argue against incompetence because what Trump That's did okay. was was something that it, to me is unimaginable. He's a very smart guy who made a tremendous amount of good decisions and bad, but he couldn't. You know, somebody, he couldn't if, if, see if what they were give, doing. If somebody gives you seventy percent, they did a good job for you. Yeah. He got blindsided. He got blindsided. And they thought, and he thought that he was going to help everybody, and they blindsided him. He was He's a Democrat. Smarter. He was a Democrat for the bulk of his life, Dominic. He commingled with him. Yes. He bribed Rahm yes. Emanuel. He bribed yes. Ed Burke. He thought they were going to come around. You have to recognize them for what they are. They are scourge. They are roaches. They cannot be trusted. They do not think of success the way we do. They don't want to succeed on their own. They want to succeed by taking it from somebody else. They're gangsters. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I am excited to talk to my next guest. He's a documentary filmmaker. 
president of Manifold Productions and former CEO of U.S. Agency for Global Media. He's produced over 15 documentaries for public television, most recently created equal, Clarence Thomas, in, in his own words. And in fact, he's also the co-author of the new book, the same title, created equal, Clarence Thomas, in his own words. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Thank you for having me on your show, Sean. You know, Michael, I, uh, I was enamored with the film business. Really wanted to go into it as a young kid, and I got sidetracked with making money. Um, well. And it's, <laughs> it's funny to see the impact documentaries have had on society. It's very, very interesting. They can be made from the perspective of, it, it, of, in political terms, from the right or the left. But my favorite are the ones that are made just based on the fact of character. I love when they're based on real people. Did you enjoy making it as much as I enjoyed watching it? I really did. It was like an honor and a great experience to make, to have spend that much time with Justice Thomas and thinking about his life. And I can't agree with you more. We try to make documentaries that appeal to the middle. There are, we have some friends who make documentaries that are like right-wing red meat kind of documentaries that preach to the choir, and we don't really do that. And we have many friends who make left-wing documentaries. And so ours are all on PBS, even though my wife and I are conservative producers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. I mean, that's where the fight is. And I think you are quite right, Sean. This is a moment of really a renaissance, it's a documentary and nonfiction filmmaking. There's a huge amount of it on HBO, on Netflix, on Amazon, on Hulu, everywhere. However, the overwhelming majority is clearly progressive and, and left-leading. So we need to get our stories out there, not, not slanted or misleading way, as you say, with the facts. We need to get our stories out there. And the Clarence Thomas film was a case in point. I was in high school when uh, Clarence Thomas was up for the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> and I remember watching the character assassination of Clarence Thomas. <clears throat> I remember who led that. And <clears throat> it was Joe Biden. <clears throat> and I remember that a lot of the um, aggravation that was caused was because of leaked documentation. I've <clears throat> always believed that Joe Biden was the leaker. What was it like to go through that time of Clarence Thomas's life and investigate it? Do you did you remember well, it the way uh, it, it, that it, that it was when you uh, reviewed the the well, information? Well, well, memory plays odd odd tricks on you. Most, many many people, by the way, think it was somebody in Metzenbaum's office rather than Biden's okay. leaks those documents. But but we we will never know for sure, right. or unlikely to know for sure. Well, you know, the the film, as you know, is, is based on a very long interview with Justice Thomas and Jenny. They're the only ones interviewed in the film. Uh, I interviewed them for over 30 hours, over several months, which is the longest interview a Supreme Court justice has ever granted anyone, let alone someone as reluctant to grant interviews as Justice Thomas. So it was a privilege. He had no editorial control over the film. And the goal was to pull him through his entire life story over that time. And because we had so much material and only made a two-hour film, we had a lot of extra material. And my co-author, Mark Paoletta, had the brilliant idea of putting it in the book, but some of the material that was in the interview. And the, the book is 95% new material. Wow. So very different than the film. But, but you're right. I, so I, 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 I spoke, I, the interview was basically chronological, beginning with his 
you know, growing up in the segregated South and dire poverty and ending at the Supreme Court. So three quarters of the way through, I got to the confirmation. And I have to say, it was difficult for him. It was really hard. It was hard asking him those questions. It was hard making him live through that again. Yeah. So it, it and 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 Ginny too. I mean, it was very very hard on, on his wife, uh, you know, Ginny. So it was hard to make them do it. And and, and seeing it so in the film, he, I mean, you know, he talks directly to camera. We have him tell his version of his life story, his way, the way he remembered that hearing. And the book continues that since it has it's basically the interview. So I saw it through his eyes and Jimmy's eyes, and that was a very different way of seeing it than when I saw it as just a spectator. And as you go through that process, you're a human being. You can't help but <laughs> become emotional, right? You, you, you become fond of somebody, yeah. and then you learn all of these things. And then you look, you step back, and you go to that second pan out a little back bit and you look at everybody regardless of political affiliation should look at this man at the time of his life the timing in his life and simply be in awe and it is astonishing to me it still is as this man represents the exact example of what americanism is supposed to be you could be anybody from anywhere and through expertise and your own character achieve great heights are you astonished at the amount of Democrats that not only just take that, take his example as nothing to pay attention to, but malign him? Are you shocked at this? I, I am. I'm perpetually shocked at it. You are right. But he has at the, on the, the bare bones of it is just a great Horatio Alger story coming from nothing. The segregated South, dire poverty raised by a grandfather who is functionally illiterate and father leaving before he can remember to come from that beginning in the amidst segregation to the highest court land is a great story full of twists and turns. He would be a hero. And I actually think, you know, it aired on, I mean, first it was in movie theaters around the country until Kobe came. It was in 110 Then it was nationally broadcast on PBS and then it was streaming and it is still streaming. If your listeners want to see it, it's on Amazon. It's on, Newsmax, Salem, you can go to our website, manifoldproductions.com to find out where it's streaming. And the book is available in, on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or wherever it is. But you can still see the film. And um, so I, I was astonished. I mean, it, so he, his, his story it's, it would be inspiring to anybody. And, and my point was really that on PBS, we got a lot of letters from people who are, don't agree with them politically who said, I love the film. I didn't agree with him politically before. I still don't agree with him politically, but I think I understand him, and his story is a great story. So I think a lot of average Americans in the middle still find it an interesting and inspiring story. But that's not the story. But that does not explain why the left has been trashing him from the moment that he became a public figure in the, in the 80s when he worked in the Reagan administration. And with a special viciousness, it's shocking to see the racist language they feel comfortable using with Clarence Thomas, you know, from calling him an Uncle Tom, you know, a lawn, you know, these images like a lawn, lawn jockey and mm -hmm. shine goddess, Justice Scalia and KKK in KKK robes. I mean, something you could not do to any liberal black man and get away with it. And it's, it's shocking to see. And it continues to this day as Jenny Thomas is still attacked. 
But they, and when I say they, I hate to, you know, I slip into that because I'm a neighborhood guy. Uh, when the Democrats do this, and this is who's doing it, they must do that to justify their own racism. Because what he represents is the the lack of need of a government setting affirmative action rules or picking somebody specifically because race. He never needed that. And he represents the greatest threat to these would-be demagogues who feel themselves to be the mitigators of righteousness and fairness. He proves beyond the shadow of a doubt you don't need help from anybody if you're an expert at something. And if people of, of all races were able to understand the Democrat Party isn't helping anybody of any race, what they're trying to do is eliminate the individuality that only a few can succeed in because they need character. And race is not a value of character. It just is a happenstance. And if Americans started to think like that, they would lose their, the, the, the Democrat mafia would lose its grip on society, wouldn't it? That is very true. Well, Clark Thomas would say he did get a lot of help, not from the government, but from his grandfather who raised him, who he says was the greatest man he ever knew, these nuns who taught him you know, in parochial schools, and, you know, they both, both of the nuns and his grandfather gave him discipline and hard work. And he, he felt, you know, nurtured by the community in some way, but not the government. And so the film is called Created Equal. I know you referenced the Declaration of Independence in your lead-in, Sean. Yes. And the film, one of its main themes is what does it mean all men are created equal in the Declaration? And Clarence Thomas has spent his life trying to grasp that principle, both in the way he, both in his life, living through the segregated South, going through a period where he embraced, you know, black power and then rejected it. So working out in his life, but also working out in his mind. He was originally, you know, came to conservatism through reading people like Thomas Sowell and by, and by thinking it through and by studying the Declaration with scholars, thinking about what the founding meant. So, he he comes to that understanding both in a lived way and an intellectual way, and I think that does make him an especial threat to people who find those very ideas threatening. I'm curious about your own journey. You've been making documentaries for how long? I started my company in 1977, so a long time. 1977, but I know how old you are, and I know what you've lived through in the history of America, the time you've lived through. I'm curious to know, as somebody who's lived through tumultuous times, through all kinds of um, wars, all kinds of deception by government and the rest of it, do you think we're so advanced or do you think, like I believe, we are still wallowing in our intellectual infancy, infancy as the vast majority of Americans refuse to acknowledge the Enlightenment, which is the fundamental basis of this country? They reject it. Over 50% of people are very comfortable going back to slavery of one form or another. You may call it socialism, but it's slavery. Are you shocked at how stupid people still are? It's amazing the way people have forgotten, for instance, the lessons of the Cold War, which was the biggest event in my own life, of all the changes that you allude to. That's the biggest, the collapse of the Soviet Union and America's victory in the Cold and the West's victory in the Cold War. And what does that tell us about command economies like the Soviet Union and China? People are, are, have rapidly forgotten that. I think you are right. And, and I think that you're right to cite the Enlightenment. I mean, these these core principles were 
were grasped in a deep way by our founding fathers. They didn't all agree, but they but they grasped the same fundamental principles. And I think we need to we each generation, as Thomas Jefferson made very clear, needs to be uh, needs to be educated and re-inspired with those principles. And we have done a very bad job. I, Sean, do not actually blame the left all the time. No, I blame our side. They make the I'm in the you know the media culture business, and they make tell their stories all the time. They get them out. This is a I believe in freedom of speech. We have done a poor job getting our stories out. They spend the time, money, creativity to do it, and we do not. So if we haven't educated young people into what we think is important in American history, I think a lot of the burden rests with us. I mean. And documentaries alone, I'm, for example, you know, they spend the progressive wings of the, of the doc, documentary and film world spends tens of billions of dollars on producing their product. And I'd say a nonfiction alone. And we spend tens of millions at the most. It's a thousand, you know, a thousand times less. And we can't keep doing that. You know, no. they make many films. We and they they have a right to make their films with their ver- version of what happened in the Cold War or the founding or recent American history. But we need to tell our story. And it's a free enough market that we are able to do that. And I think it's on us that we haven't done it. Love it. His name is Michael Pack. The book is created equal. Uh, Clarence Thomas, in his own words, go out and get it. I can't wait to get it myself. And I will get it on my way to the parking lot today. And then, Michael... I'm going to help you work on your next one. The generation that gave away liberty, and you just tell me where to show up and what time. I'd like to be the first one in the documentary, all right? Absolutely, Sean. You will be. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much, not just for this. Really, I, you are in an industry that I have, I really do believe, has improved America if people are willing to look at it, think of things objectively, and if it's done properly. So thank you for what you do and the work at Manifold Productions. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for your comments. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Objective fact. I keep um, I keep waiting for people to recognize there is objective fact of right and wrong, of success, of principles versus fascism. This is really the push and pull we're experiencing, right? The objective fact. How much time do I have in this segment? I don't have a lot of time. The way this show goes fast. It goes very, very fast. Let's talk about objective fact, okay? This is from a rally today because... The pro-baby murderers are all up in arms at the fact that people are recognizing you're hiding behind a word, the kind of evils you're doing. Now, these are the same screaming memes that are putting the red paint in their crotch and they're walking around and they're pretending that it is a right to kill their own baby. And as I was looking at this, I kept thinking about what's it like? How do you live with yourself when you kill a baby? And I remembered having 
a daughter, my daughter, when she was little, had a kidney thing, and we had to take her to Children's. And I watched this happen on, uh, and I found it on YouTube. Daddy? Yeah. Rachel? Yeah? Are you playing? No, not now. I'm happy. No, you're welcome. I will do anything to keep you healthy. Yes, you will. Yes, I, you're my mommy. Yes, I am. And you're my baby. So the baby was sick, and she had to go in for a procedure, and she was in recovery. When she saw her father and her mother, and she said, you'll do anything to keep me safe. And she said, yes, I will. I'm your mommy. And you think about what we're really arguing as I listen to these idiots. Kamala, the mistress, Harris, as she talks about not dividing. And she, she's trying to get people who use religion to not kill their own baby. But isn't it, do you need to hide behind it? I mean, this is just simply right and wrong. It's objective fact. You should not kill your child. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care. And all the rest of it and this yelling and this nuts. It's showing more of how stupid we are. How stupid these people are. And you are stupid. You don't have a right to kill your baby. You just want to get away with it. And you want other people to say, good job. Yes, go ahead. And you try to make it so that men can't say anything and Oh, it's Republican, Democrat, has nothing to do with Republican and Democrat. It has little to do with what God you pray to, whether it's Odin, Yahweh, whoever. You're killing your own baby, you evil bastards. And if that's not enough, you want me to pick up the tab because you're roaches, rats. And who are you snuffing out? I love you. (laughs) I'm coming over and hugging you right now, lady. This isn't a political party. This is an evil fascist mafia of scum. Just stay away from us. 312 642 5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So the reason that I have these strong feelings towards it, I happen to know somebody, a woman who I love, that dealt with this issue, was intimidated and forced through a different era in time, to proceed with it. It was um, something never able to wrap her head around and control the aspect of her life for decades and to this day. So it is something that wasn't given the kind of argument that should have been put forward so that she could have had a better quality of life herself. You're not just killing your baby. You're living with things that are difficult. Anonymous, thank you for calling. Hello? Hello, hello? hello? Yeah, hi, you're on. Oh, hi. Hi, Sean, hi. Um, yeah, you just mentioned it, um, the reason I'm calling in. Um, I, I, I don't think it's so much as you make that decision the first time to have that procedure for whatever reasons are in your life. I made that decision 40 years ago, and I can still remember the room, 
the smell, the date, Mm -hmm. and it has forever traumatized me and hurt me. That's what I can't get my arms around is these women that do it as repeat birth control because it affects you for life. It is really something to watch them do that. And, you know, I I went through this with somebody I love and um, it's a, you know, and, and I didn't agree with it. And it was a ridiculous thing that. Uh, it was a different time, and, and there were other pressures right. being put on her. And I said, what are you listening to this nonsense for? You know, and uh, you, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to listen to this. You know, she was a family member of mine, and it was horrific to, to, to watch her afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, what do you, ultimately, the problem is that's never really given the consideration. And then there's the other side, what you took away right. from, and you live with that. You may not articulate it. But what you took away from yourself is in form of love you would have gotten back and all of those things. And, and you know, if women receive that, even men, and some men leverage their women to do that, which is something I, I, I can't even believe. When, you know, whatever is going on between a relationship between you and a woman, when you have a baby, that baby's there for the rest of your life, ideally. But, um, you know, it's, it's just something that I'm watching society be whipped up into a frenzy with no thought. And then the staggering statistic. 65 million kids have been killed. No, and, and no thought that these, these pro-abortion um, people, no thought about how it traumatizes emotionally and affects these women for years to come, yeah. for years to come. And if they say it's just a simple procedure, they go back to their life the next day, no. And I think the, the more you get beyond that, I mean, the older you get that I have my own children, you think, why did I, yeah. my God, why did I do that? And yeah. you, yes. But, I mean, you know, the good news is you, you went on and you had kids and, you know, and, and that's the I good did. thing. And, you know, you, 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 you got, you'll, you'll be fine and eventually I'm sure you'll be able to meet him or her. And that's the one thing I keep my uh, opinion. I keep telling my relative oh. the same thing. So, listen, I, I, I you know appreciate what? I you. What's that? Thank you. I, I, I believe that I went to a psychic actually real quick last yeah. October and she had told me no matter no matter how you end the baby no matter if it's a miscarriage, if it's an abortion, if it's just whatever, you will see that child again. Yeah. Well that's gonna be a wonderful time. So good that that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. By by the way, thank you for, for calling you. and telling us that. Thank you. Okay. And um these are the kinds of things that, you know, you may prevent if you have a woman in your life that is going through this difficult time. But notice the push. Notice the push by politicians to normal. It's okay. Go ahead. No thought into what it must be like to live with that. I told you, I grew up in a very interesting neighborhood. I know, guys, if you owe them money, you don't have a bright future. And yet I don't know one of those guys that would ever hurt a baby. Not a one. And they need you and they need women and they need society to disconnect from that being a person. Ironically, as I've always said, the greatest argument to never have an abortion is Barack Obama. His mother was 17, his father was 33, and married. I don't agree with Barack Obama on on pretty much anything. What an accomplishment, though. What an accomplishment at a time of race tensions that make this look like kiddie land. What an accomplishment that that kid grew up to be the president. What kind of impact did he have on other people? You know, and this is what you take away. 65 million, there had to be another one in there. I'm going to guess there was another president in there. And maybe this one would have been a good one, because Barack Obama was a terrible one. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, nice to talk to you again. You too, you too. Uh, Listen, I uh, have a question for you. What do you think the parents of these uh, 
of their daughters who uh, protest uh, for abortion. How I can only I can only speak that? as a parent to my kids. You know, I don't I don't I don't pretend to raise anybody else's kids. But if that were one of my daughters, you're gone. You don't ever come home. Don't ever come to me. You want to see what it's like to be aborted? I'll, I'll give you a financial abortion. Now go about your I merry mean, way. Would... And I didn't raise you to have such disrespect for me that you'd kill my grandchild. You kill my grandchild. And my kids knew this from the time they were little. You want you want to be protected. You come by me. I'll protect you against an army. But in the same sense, that's how you treat your kid. And that kid that you're thinking about killing, that's my grandkid. Don't ever touch I mean, my grandkid. And that goes for whoever they marry and the rest of it. So this is something that's lost nowadays. And for parents to watch their own teenage daughters do this and not let them know you're killing the parent's grandchild too shows you the kind of society. But it does explain the Democrat Party because the people who vote for this kind of scum, they are scum themselves. Sorry, that's just it. Yep. And if you have to live with that and you come around, then I, I give you all the, I'll, believe me, open arms. I'll hug you and I, I wish the best for you and it's wonderful. But Maybe that girl wasn't given the argument that should have been posed like my family. Maybe, you know, they weren't given that argument. Exactly. And that you got to have the argument. That's the beauty of arguing. Have the argument and then let the fact fall where it is. But notice the Democrat mafia. Do they want to have that argument when it comes to anything? Global warming. Do they want to have the argument when it comes to spending? They don't want to have the argument. They want to ruin it and then tell you how you're better off for it. In fact, their views on abortion are very similar to their views on the economy, to their views on foreign policy. It doesn't matter. We'll live on. Forget about it. Go ahead, slaughter it, and ruin it. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend it's better in the future. They're idiots, and they're immoral, and they're scum. I agree, in the with, earth. You. Yeah, thank you. I agree with you 100% on thank that. Thank you John. very much. Yeah, I, here's the one thing. There's really not a lot of gray. I'm not, a, I'm not big on the gray. And for the never-Trumper scum that sided with the Democrats, you sit in the corner with a dunce cap on, morons. Bob, Western Suburbs. Sean, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I love the Clarence Thomas segment. I just read his book, My Grandfather's Son. Highly recommend it. Wonderful, Wonderful story. Thank you. Uh, but thank you. Speaking of your your segment about the people screaming and yelling, uh, the screaming memes you call them, reminded me of Whitaker Chambers' book, uh, Who Exposed Alger Hiss, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, he wrote about the communists. And he said, he told a story of a mother in a store with her child. And the child asked for candy, and she says no. And he throws himself on the floor and starts screaming and kicking. And she says, all right, you can have the candy to get him quiet. And Whitaker Chambers said, unless we learn to say no to the communists, yes. we will lose. And isn't that what's happening? And then the other thing, too, when you when you think about these kids, these they're young girls, right? These young girls who are in this ideology. And then you think about if their parents had to go through a procedure with them when they were a baby, how worried their parents were. How glad the kids were to see their parents when they came out of it. These are the same people that are talking about some sort of virtue in in murdering your own kid. That's a you know, they hide behind words, abortion. You're not what the hell what are you what are you launching the space shuttle? You're not aborting anything. You're killing the kid, you evil rat bastard. Thank you very much for the call, Bob. And you're right. Say no. This is the thing. You have judgment. Use it. Don't be intimidated. Before you know it, you'll be prepared. Tending 62-year-old men are women and admirals. And as your ash, I will continue. You're not my ash. You're just an ass. 312-642-5600. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'll tell you, kid, you are good at this. Mark Oaklawn. Hey, Mark. John, thanks, thanks for taking my call. How are you, my friend? Very good, very good. Thank you. I, I voted today. There's hope. Nice. You know, I'm Absolutely. really... Uh, you know, we got we to gotta get out there and vote. And, uh, Who'd you, know, you go I, with? The sad part was... Come on, this is no anonymous well, I, on my I, I show. Voted, Come on, though. I, I, voted, I voted for Bailey, but, you know, I wanted to vote for Rabin, but I thought Bailey is going to give us a chance to beat Irwin. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's Ray Bine. It's Ray Bine time. Come on, I think i incentivized that I slogan uh you know yeah, you but that's, all right. No, no, no. that's all right that's all right i get it and, and, and here's the thing the primaries are supposed to be ugly i like an ugly primary but we'll see how it shakes up go ahead you know i'll tell you the sad part was i saw durkin's name on the bat didn't vote i didn't i didn't half of these republicans i didn't vote for them Good. because they're all rhinos and they're off they're off snakes in the grass but i was going to talk about abortion with you a little go bit ahead. go ahead i'll tell you you know the uh uh, they they want to ruin families, and they want you to rely on the government, and that's one of their big mos. Is the government wants to control, and they want they want to ruin families. And think about this: at at fourteen years old, if you have a daughter or a son, uh, and they're living at you with at your house, you have to be there. Mm-hmm. But if you're thirteen years old, you can go have an abortion without your parents' uh, notification and just do whatever you want. We got to get rid of Pritzker. He's he's a oh. son of a oh my yeah. yeah he's a absolute worst but you know it's interesting as I'm, I'm listening to you talk you, you know you always have to remember when you're talking about these the the people who subscribe to this Democrat philosophy their problem with humanity is humanity itself their philosophy revolves around the this whole notion that what's bad for everything is man. So they don't really care how we get rid of them to a certain extent. We just want to get rid of them. You know, their solution for all of their green energy is ultimately the fact that we have too many people using too much of the earth, taking up too much room, doing too much damage. So this is really the baseline of of their philosophy that they pretend is is somehow a right and that uh, it should be free. It is truly diabolical. And if we are not going to agree on, on an objective truth that no one has the right to kill somebody as absolutely and totally innocent as a baby in the womb, then I really don't care to talk economics with you or foreign policy. I've identified the problem, and that is that you are a roach, and I'm not interested in your opinion or existing in the same place with you. So go to the Democrat areas, and we'll go to the Republican ones. I really am moving forward with the life is better when you're not near a Democrat. What do you think of that? Yeah. Sean, you are, you are so right on, spot <laughs> on. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a throwaway society, and, and we got to do something about it. We're challenged to get out there and, and uh, try to promote families and try to promote. Uh, uh, yeah, and not uh, even the kind children. of family. And, you know, here's the funny part, Mark. I'm not even one of these guys that has to have the family that people think you should have. I don't care who you love. I really don't. I have no phobias, none whatsoever. But the idea that we as a society think government should be involved in this. Who are you to be involved in anything? Who are, what are they, the love yeah. connection? What are you, Chuck Woolery? Sit there and shut up. <laughs> you know, you give guys tax breaks who are married. Who are you to do anything? Sit in the corner and shut yeah. up. That's what I want to get to. Yeah, and you, stop you, taking so people's money 
to pay for what they view as evil. Are you kidding me? That segment's over? Come on, squirrel! Don't give me that seven seconds. I'll throw some at you. 20. All right, good. You got me in. See, you got to threaten them a little bit. Al Rosemont, you got 15 seconds. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I'll just let you know I was out of your neck of the woods today and went to Al and Joe's uh, How was it? for Italian sub today. How was it? <laughs> Listen. It was good and stuff. Hey, you meet, you, know, me, I don't know if it's good. you meet me at Alpine or Johnny's. All right? We got a deal. Elmwood Park. Get his number. Put okay. him on hold. All right. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Season. I like primary season. Let it all out. Let's see what happens. I like it. Uh, we have a lot of people running for the Senate as well as governor. Senate used to be important. You know, in a republic, the idea of a republic, Senate's supposed to be important. Uh, this Senate is kind of a rubber stamp for parties. That seems to be a problem. It's going to take people of principles that are going to change it. My next guest, Peggy Hubbard, Republican candidate for Illinois U.S. Senate versus Tammy Duckworth. She is a Republican candidate running in Illinois. She's married for 32 years, six kids, 22 grandkids, and she drives a Toyota. So us Toyota dealer, uh, us Toyota drivers know how good it is to have a Toyota when you have to drive hundreds of thousands of miles to introduce yourself to people. Peggy Hubbard, how are you? I'm doing great, babe. Thank you for having me today. Sure, sure. So one of the th- you know, you have a, a lot of... Um, a lot of little uh, things in your resume that are really fitting for what the country is fitting today, or facing today, excuse me. Let's go over a couple uh-huh. of them. You're a retired IRS tax analyst. So as you say, Yeah, don't hold that against no, me. No, no, no. Listen, those people are necessary, right? And under a system that is supposed to be really fair, although you know it, that it is manipulated and, and bastardized by government. But if it were fair, it would be important to have good people who were not ideologues in those positions who could actually do the job and not just look at money as revenue for the government, but look at it as property for the citizens. And this is kind of something I want to talk about. We're in this system where the IRS is the Gestapo of the government. They aren't interested in viewing my money as my property. They're interested in viewing it as revenue for the government. Do you think that there should be an ideological change in the IRS and it should we should recognize that it has been used as a baton and been politicized to beat the uh, the minority party in this country? Whether doesn't really matter who's in charge. It's the way it is. And I don't like that. Do you? No, I don't. And I worked in the uh, what we call the taxpayer advocate office. And what that office actually did was I was the one that you came and talked to to actually plead your case, and I solved more cases and fixed more returns and got the government off those individuals' backs that were, I felt, were being uh, duly unfair. It, they were being unfair to them and not looking at the whole picture of what that return really was. And it was just, no, you just got to find that person and, and get the money. And I was the one that 
actually got them out of that and fix the situation. So when and, you hear uh, had, when you hear this dimwit in diapers, demonize uh-huh. and, and and malign companies and industries that make money uh-huh. with but would leave off the fact that they've spent more in research and development in expanding businesses. Um, does it just infuriate you? Because the reality is there's only a very small fraction of American citizens that are actually net payers. I mean, most of society is on the uh, dole one way or another. Does it infuriate you as, as you see them use their own failings as a weapon against the companies that are thriving and making life better in this country? Yes, very much so. And it's, it's a lot of, lot of unfairness. And there's a lot of things, Sean, that happens inside of our, our Treasury Department that people just don't know what happens and what goes on. And you hit on a point just a few minutes ago when you said the IRS is being used, was used as a weapon. It is. I was part of that, that, that whole unit that were looking at tea partiers. And we were told and we were actually instructed to go in, find, and pretty much attack these individuals that wanted to form their own party. And the government used our revenue service, the Treasury Department, to actually go after these individuals for no good reason. Yeah. And there there was a lot of, of tax incentives and breaks that corporations were given that they were not uh, actually should not have had and allowed to have. That was another thing that really irked me. But what really irked me, Sean, a lot of people don't know this, that we have lost $13 billion last year on fraudulent tax returns. And that money, that's taxpayer money that we pay taxes on and our income was given to Mexico and Somalia and Ethiopia and the scams that just kept going on and on, Sean. And I tried to stop some of those scams from happening. And you believe it or not, the government, our government reprimanded me and suspended me seven days and said that if I didn't stop this, these refunds, fraudulent refunds that I knew that were fraudulent, that were going out trying to stop it. And if I didn't stop, I would be terminated. As a senator, would you work? To save you. As a senator, uh-huh. would you work to audit that system to prove that this is um, billions upon billions, hundreds of billions, if not a trillion dollars, could have been saved if there would have been just common sense put into this process? There is yes, I would definitely show them exactly what I'm talking about and how it can be stopped. We have a system called the uh, I-10 number, the uh, individual tax ID number. looks very much like a Social Security number. Mm -hmm. We show the government how to stop fraudulent refunds from going in. An illegal can call the IRS with an application from the IRS to get a tax ID number. looks just like a Social Security number. We show them how to stop the hemorrhaging and this money going out from our country to fraudulent tax return, and there was only one thing you had to do. It was a $20 fix in the system, and it's just two numbers, 9-9, and that would kick out a tax return that is fraudulent. That's from someone who is not supposed to get these tax credits, and the government said no. Well, that's why we need good people in government. And um, you you are a Navy veteran? Navy veteran. When you see the Navy... 
now be politicized to where sailors, Navy personnel, are going to be distracted with pronouns as we face down Russians, communists, South American, Marxists. Should this be going on in our military? I am so, I'm so, I'm ever so, pardon my French, but I'm ever so pissed. Yeah. Navy veteran, 13 years active in reservists. My daughter is a Navy veteran. My son-in-law, her husband, is a Marine veteran. My granddaughter, Kaylin, just left last Friday for the Navy. And she told me, Grandma, do you know that we get these certain cards that if we get our feelings hurt, we get a flash card, a yellow card, a green card, a red card. <laughs> what is this, soccer? It's preposterous. Sean, it's preposterous. Who are the adults? <laughs> are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I was oh. in the Top Gun Navy. I was there when they filled Top Gun, so I'm I'm a tough old bird. I was a boxing yeah. mate, so you had to be tough. I can't wait for these sissies oh to God. meet Sergey the Russian who chews on bolts for bubble gum. What do you think he's going to say when they say, my pronoun is him? Yeah, then you're going to love Sergey. It's preposterous oh, what's God. going on. You, you, it candy britches is what it is. We're building a candy britches military. And see, that's why we need people like me that are not part of the Republican establishment of Chicago. I'm outside the bubble. I'm in southern Illinois. I got six candidates that are running up in Chicago. I am the only one that has traveled 107,391 miles as of today. Peggy, so <laughs> this country is based on due process. Yes. How in the world could a bunch of political gangsters like the Democrat Mafia, who have politicized the IRS, who have politicized foreign policy to pay off their oligarchs that bribed the administration in power, how in the world are they now how, somehow able to circumvent due process and set up a system of red flag laws to intimidate me because I fight against the Marxist mafia, the organized syndicate called the Democrat Party, as they sit idly by while the Sinaloas and the gangster disciples destroy one city after the next, and they sit on their asses waiting for a campaign contribution to their aldermen who half of the time spent time in those gangs. What are we to do about red flag laws, Peggy? Red flag laws, number one, red flag laws, it does, it's no due process in red flag laws. I am 100% against it because that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. They are doing a circumvent around the Second Amendment rights. I'm NRA, I'm GOA, and I'm Illinois Rifle Association. And this is just a – they're trying to circumvent and get around our constitutional right to bear arms. Chicago is a war zone. I don't walk into Chicago unless I'm, I'm loaded for bear. Yeah. And this is what they're trying to do. When you take away my right to defend myself as a legal citizen, as a legal citizen, my right to bear arms, you take away my right, that makes me a victim. And that's what they're trying to do. When you take away the people's right to yeah. defend themselves, that's when the government is going to come in and we're going to have a socialistic yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, country. Peggy, I and have to tell you, what I've, they're trying to do. I've always, I prefer to die violently. I can't wait myself. I don't want to be waiting in a bed for a union nurse to change my Durban. What I'd like to do is go violently. The problem is I just don't want to be uh, killed by one of these transgendering uh, Democrats. That would really ruin my day. So I, too, go in this city strapped and loaded the bear. 
I want to thank you for putting up a fight. How does it look? Where can the people go to support you? Well, right now it looks very good in all four polls. I am number one. And for somebody who is... Uh, doesn't have a lot of money, isn't backed by the Republican machine, because we all know they're in bed with the Democratic Party of Illinois. That's why we keep losing, and they don't want anybody that's going to fight for them. Right now, I am number one in all four polls in the national polls. So it's resonating with the people that I am a fighter and I am the voice that they need. They can go to PeggyHubbard.org. I just added up my gas receipts for the last three months. I'm over $7,000 in gas <laughs> in a Toyota. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, I drive one, too. Can I tell you something, Peggy? You know how aggravating it is? I get off the plane. Number one, the door opens. I'm hit with that smell of failure and urine, the Chicago B.O. And then I go to fill up my car, and it's a dollar more a gallon. A dollar uh-huh. more than Florida. And most Illinoisans uh-huh. don't realize how much of that is just extortion by bureaucracies, mm-hmm. layer on top of layer, sales tax, uh, retirement for the pension, all the rest of it. It's just sickening as Illinoisans um, wallow this in this is, failure of Democrat failure. This is what you get when you order your president through the mail. Oh, I like This that. is what you get. I like that. This I would have returned this old bastard, though. Listen, thank you very much, Peggy. <laughs> I appreciate you, PeggyHubbard.org. We'll be back with your calls after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Uh, You can't make everybody happy, right? Somebody got mad. I give questions. I've had numerous candidates. I always give them the same questions. I think it's because they they don't like the fact that I like Peggy Hubbard. I like Matt Dubiel. I like Python. These are guys I've had, and I like them. And this is primary season. That's what it's supposed to be, an argument. Did you think it was going to be easy? Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. See, that's the kind of way I, you know, I, I, I like a good argument. You want to come on? I'll, I'll give me your platform. I'll decide if I want to have you on. If I don't want to have you on, take the hint. All right? That's the way it works. Uh, Tony Riverside. Hi, Sean. I was originally, I've got something I wanted to tell you about, but, um, I had to wait all this time because Peggy was on and I wanted to let you know that <laughs> I reached out to her last night because I'm going to Quincy oh. this weekend and asked if she, I was going to see her at the rally. Yeah. She said she didn't make the VIP list. That's... Do something about that for me, will you? Yeah, you're I mean, talking to me. On. Do you think that I make lists? I don't make lists. You know Steve I Cortez. On them. You know I, Steve do Cortez. Know I do, but he denies it. But I do know him. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but... so what I was calling about earlier on my way home from working, we were talking about how destructive electric cars really are going to be for the earth and the environment. I wanted to know if you've ever heard of a man named Stan Meyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's the guy with the um, hydro something, right? Water. Yes. Yeah, and that if shortly after he patented his engine, he was murdered. Like Hans Diesel, or I don't know if his name was Hans, but the guy who created Diesel, his last name was Diesel. He um, went on a cruise liner and never came back. That was way back in the day um, because they didn't want people to know. Really, that, I did oh, not yeah. know that. Diesel is a much better engine, especially for long travel wear and tear and the rest of it. And it omits it's the it's the best if, the, if for their green energy boondoggle. We have all the answers. Diesel is the way to go, and it's cheaper to make it's the fuel so more than. More than 50% of diesel cost is taxation. Um, 
Diesel's way cheaper than fuel. There are so many different alternatives. I, I'm, I like alternatives. If electric was efficient, I would love it. But it isn't. Right. It cannot exist. Right. Because it is a scandal. It is a scam. It is a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't work. And ultimately, those are not magic holes in the wall, you fracking idiots. You're burning coal. <laughs> you know, this, this guy did research. And he was dedicated for over 20 years. Yeah, it's a fascinating. So, I you know, there's into no, it. Yeah, there's no money into water. You can get water. You can put the rain. You know, you can hope for rain and get water. So and there's no money in that. And so. there's no money, Tony, in organic oil which they don't want you to right. think is easy to get when it's very easy to get. It's very inexpensive. Yes. And you know who proved yes, it? Policies. When policies are positioned right, oil is like $30 a barrel. Donald Trump proved that, but they, because he proved it, nobody wants to talk about it. And now we pretend, what are we going to do? It's the Saudis. It's the Russians. It's the yeah, South ooh, American yeah. communists. It's the American scumbag politician who never <laughs> bought his own gas. He's called a politician. The other thing behind that, Sean, real fast, because yeah. I had read an article and I was trying to find it for you. Um, do you know that it's kind of documented, I guess, in a secretive way that um, Putin, Putin yeah. was the first one. He was one of the investors to sell green energy to Europe. I love it. Well, of course. But first of all, it's a scandal. It's a scam. It's the yes. profit is unbelievable. When I have a kid from my old neighborhood, scam artist, second generation scam artist. He's in the wind business. Billions of dollars. The kids knows all the Democrats. He's all involved. He knows it's a subsidized fraud. All you have to do is, is, is be in that business and the government's paying you. They can't keep the doors open without welfare. The people who buy it are subsidized. The whole damn thing, wind and solar, is ineffective, not profitable, and a waste. It doesn't work. And ultimately, well, he knew all the, he knew all the liberals were going to buy into it. They're he not liberal. It, and... I'm liberal. These are fascists. These are eco Nazis. Eco Nazis. Tony, yes, sir. thanks for making the call. I appreciate it very much. Have a good evening. You too. Mark, Western Suburbs. Yeah, hey, Sean. Um, in one of your segments a little while ago, you were talking about abortion, and I was telling your screener, I believe the number is 75%, which is the number that's when women are pregnant and they think about who to go to. It's the, you know, the man who's the father, mm -hmm. their parents, their church, you know, their friends. 75% of the time, it's the man that got them pregnant. Yeah. And so I told your screener, that's where, you know, we need men to stand up. We need them to tell the woman that we're going to be there with you, for you, and for the baby, and stop wussing out. So I, I just wanted people to hear that and know that you know there needs to be some some accountability and some responsibility. I've certainly surrounded myself with friends of mine that all felt the same way I do. I love being married. I love my wife. But when you have a child, that's the greatest contribution to humanity you can have as long as that kid doesn't turn out to be a roach like Hunter Biden and doesn't turn out to be a welfare roach. Really, that's, and I mean that. As long as you taught that kid to not be a barnacle on the ass of life, a Democrat, that is the greatest thing you can do and succeed in your life. Now, that doesn't, that's not how it works because most people are happy to be nothing and survive and exist. And those are the ones that are susceptible to the Democrat lure of socialism and collectivism. But in this country, it used to be the majority rejected that. Now those scales have turned, and the majority 
believe, like the socialists, they're entitled to something for nothing. And in that sense of the word, unless we, the good people, start to procreate and teach kids how not to be scum, the scum is going to engulf us. Take a look at the big cities. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate the call. See, that's not an opinion you're going to hear a lot, but it's the truth. Everybody is created equal, but through choices and decision and character, you're not equal. You're not equal. So this notion that somebody is entitled to something because they exist, well, that's a politician's game. In this country, that used to not sell. Unfortunately, those days are gone. And now these people who have not achieved and are unworthy, but they have the right specificity, no matter what that is, sexual preference, genitalia, or happenstance of of race. Now, all of a sudden, you're in these very important positions. And how you doing? Terrible, because you suck. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, great song. Great movie. Tom Cruise. Paul Newman. Remake of The Hustler is really what it is, but... Um, just so you know, I'm gonna. Pl- I was gonna play a clip. I'm gonna take a call though. But here, let me take the call. Dave Libertyville. Hi, Dave. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. I love your call. Go ahead. Great show as usual. Thank you, brother. You know, when my wife and I were dating, she got pregnant. She's ten years senior to me, and she was afraid I was gonna want to have an abortion. And I was afraid she was going to want to have an abortion. And we got married, had the kid, and she's a rock star. That's awesome. She's, I, she brought in my granddaughter a year ago. Great kid. I mean, both of them were. So this is a long time daughter, ago this happened. How old is your daughter now? 30. That's awesome. But I, I just think of if she wasn't here. I have I have to tell you this. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of people mad at me. I married into a beautiful family. My brother-in-law was a kid, and his girlfriend was a kid. And you know, one thing leads to another, and he's got a bright future, big athlete, and yada, yada, yada. And we just went to his daughter's daughter's birthday party. And you look around, and that daughter has three kids now. And you see just yeah. how that how beautiful it is. And she's married the great guy and it's just and you know i would think about that because i'm not drinking at these parties i like to think and you look around and you realize all of the lives that would have been less had they made the decision that the government in this country is now telling kids to make which is to eliminate that human being it's a staggering statistic i'm glad of that story dave thank you very well, much for sharing it are you there yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, people use it as uh, people use it as uh, birth control. Not all people, only well, no. stupid or evil. Eh, it's kind of like the Democrat Party, yeah. stupid or evil. I like that. We're gonna go with that. Just so you know, I want to I want to play this clip real, real quick, and I want you to think about all the advances we've made in healthcare. All the massive advance, advances. I mean, just. Pick a direction. The statistics prove beyond the shadow of a doubt we suck at healthcare. And it's not any advance that money's going to make. It's not anything. Here's the story. 
Nobody gets out alive. What I'd like to get to is who created COVID-19. Because I can tell you who benefits, but I'd really like to know who created. Think about this. We've got how many shots now? One, we've got two vaccines, we've got a booster, we've got another booster, we've got all this stuff. FDA, Department of Health, and all the rest of it say, give the kids the booster, it'll be great. Year-over-year statistics. Today, 87,380 cases of COVID-19. One year ago, half of the society vaccinated that is vaccinated today. 11,133. Deaths. Here's an interesting stat. Today, 267 deaths. Now, here's the good news. you got a 99.5% survival rate. 80% of the deaths are obese people. But one year ago, half the amount of society, 300. So once again, they suck at healthcare. Here's the good news. They're going to continue to suck at cancer. If you remember during the, the presidency of Obama, Joe was supposed to solve cancer. Well... This stupid son of a gun is pretending to be back at it. When you had a question. Uh, no? Oh, you're passing. You're passing. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Can you confirm that the White House intends to issue a rule on uh, reducing nicotine levels in cigarettes? And if so, can you give us some details about so, that? So I'm not going to comment on any leak uh, leak information. I have no final de- decision to, to, to preview at this time. But what I can say is one of the president's key uh, unity agenda item is ending cancer as we know it, uh, including <laughs> by reigniting the Cancer Moonshot Initiative already have been. Yeah, your, your whole damn thing should be called Moonshot shot because it's up somebody's moan here's the reality they're going to control the nicotine and cigarette companies they're going to find the people who smoke but if you buy fentanyl and drugs from the sinaloa cartel there are no regulations on the sinaloa cartel none they're doing phenomenal but if you want to smoke you evil bastard you're gonna pay through the nose and the companies that want to profit from it well they will be heavily under control of the government. Now, if we're going to do this socialized medicine, this failure of Obamacare, let's do it the right way. All of you fat slobs, drug addicts, wasteful union voting morons that are bringing down the quality of health care, I don't think you should be covered either. If you're going to go after the smokers, then you drug addicts, drunks, fat slobs, you're in the same boat. What do you think about that? You're going to love Utopia under government control. You really are. It's going to start out real virtuous. Before you know it, your government will be supporting the murder of babies and the control of adults over their own decisions. Because if I want to have a cigarette or a cigar or whatever I want to have, you think I need the permission of a Democrat roach? Don't get in my way. And if you do, do it with a pen. Do it from far away. Because you can't afford to do it like a man. Up close and personal. The way if I ever get to meet you, Pritzker, you necklace fat pig. Believe me, I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. You'll skip at least one meal. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, great show. Uh, pounding the abortion thing. Get some, drive some nuts. Oh, boy, I don't if know if I like that. you're going to kill the most innocent. Yeah, you're going to kill the most innocent. you're going to kill the most innocent, what can you say about to someone that, that's willing to do that? Let's identify them for what they are. A Democrat. Go ahead. Uh, Sean, I had two other things for you. One, I I love it when I hear the news and they talk about the gas prices. If I could get you to pound that clip of Trump 
saying with Biden, you'll have six, seven dollar an hour gas like every day. It'd be awesome. And then the last thing is, you're interrupting. I wanted to ask you what Cullerton did. What did Cullerton do to go down for two hundred and fifty grand? That's pocket change to these scumbags. Who'd he turn on? Which Cullerton? I can't keep them straight. The old corrupt one or the young wannabe corrupt one? Which one? Oh, we lost them. It's uh, an incredible thing that it's happened over the last few years. A lot of great things. And you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. Not no more. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Prices at some local gas station. I mean, it's like he had a crystal ball. Or he could just reason and think about who this mafia scumbag was. Irish gypsy. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. We want to say that we're backing Peggy Hubbard 100% here. We like what she stands for, and we want to get rid of Duckworth 100%. Yeah. The question I want to ask you, uh, this, Mrs. Robert wanted to ask you this question, <laughs> is what's the story in Kansas City? Well, over I've seen the video, over 600 cattle dead. And the, and they're saying it was due to heat exhaustion. Yeah. What do you think? That is strange. What do you think is going on, and who's doing this? I think this has been something that's been happening for the last, uh, right about when Biden stole the election. There's been a lot of problems in the farming. There's been a lot of far problems in live cattle, a lot of problems with pigs. Oh. And, you know, after all, if you really get back to their philosophy, they didn't like the fact people were eating meat. Maybe it's just a coincidence, or maybe it's like that fire in New Mexico. You know the one that they're blaming on global warming, but it really yeah. was started by the government as they pretended to control a burn? Eh. Yeah, like, like California. Here's one thing that's for sure, Robert and Mrs. Robert. If the government's telling you what happened, you know it's not the truth, because if their lips are moving, it's a lie, lie, lie. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That was a scandalous movie at the time. Footloose. Max in Freeport. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, Max, how are you? Good. Hey, um, listen to the Peggy Hubbard interview. Yeah. And I want to tell you, if she was with the IRS when they did that to the Tea Party, she's a fraud. She should have... She fallen on there on her spear and she should have come forward and she should have exposed what was going on at the irs how do you know tea party how do you know she didn't i mean how do you know she didn't did you listen to what she said did you listen to what she said she was well who is it let me ask you this max who isn't a fraud in the senate primary who isn't a what who isn't a fraud well yeah i mean you're talking politicians now but hey uh, the other thing, that's all i got to say about Peggy Hubbard. The other, I, you know, I, I don't buy her thing at all. But, but you know what? The other guy I want to talk about is that Tom DeVore. Uh-huh. I've seen two tapes now from uh, police cameras, you know, the body camera. Uh-huh. This guy is, is scum. And you know what's going to happen? <laughs> this is going to be Obama so versus let me ask Jack you, Ryan let me all ask over you, again. Let me ask you this. Who do you support in the Senate race? I support Bobby Biden. Bobby Biden. Okay. All right. You've had him on. Good yeah, guy. Good I had guy. Honest guy. I like them. But honest here's the guy. thing. Here's the, you know, I I have to tell you, I like I like Bobby. I like Matt Dubiel. 
I like Peggy Hubbard. I don't know why you would say she's a fraud if we're just going over her resume and she's telling you what happened. And I'm not sticking up for her. I had this happen, though, before when I had her on, and it was very curious. I had a bunch of people call, and they wanted to, like, go, oh, she's this and that. And I never understood that to a certain extent, unless somebody's obviously telling something that is provably untrue, like um, Richard Irving being a successful governor and not in the pocket of Ken Griffin. I can say that because there's been evidence, there's scandalous news stories and the rest of it. But, you know, I... I, I get that you don't buy it. And here, I'll tell you another thing. I don't buy a lot of politicians when they talk. Like, for instance, there's a lot in the Republican governor race. There are some I really like. I like, obviously, I like Gary Rabine. I like Bailey. I like uh, Solomon. I like these guys. But there are other guys that I, I don't believe a word that comes out of it. So I, I understand. But I don't know if I would go so far as to say, you know, she's a fraud. or I, I, I like the other one where you might not. You, don't, you have the, the right to not like anybody. But I think it's going to take somebody who speaks eloquently and has worked in these specific areas if we're going to correct them. That's my thing. You know why I support Gary Rabine? Number one, I know his character. But number two, he's built a business and succeeded. It's going to take somebody like that Absolutely. rather than an employee, right? And the reason that I, 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 I like when she talks, I remember when that happened with Lois Lerner. And I remember there being, I know somebody who was an IRS agent who thought like you and I do and was intimidated and he couldn't afford to just say, ah, screw it. He had kids and a wife that didn't work. So we don't know somebody's circumstances. I just like that she knows that it was going on. And she's one of the only people I had on that came on and said she had she she believes they were weaponized. That's important to discuss. So I like talking issues. Max, I appreciate the call. And everybody make their own decisions. Drew, Fred, Terry, and Craig. You know, I, I really feel terrible. I couldn't get to you. But I'm lobbying for another segment, another hour. Let's do another four hours. All right, in the meantime, I'll be back in 21. Boy, there's a lot of numbers there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.